So Morgan, what, what, what would you be selling to this kind lady? I've put you on the spot now. <laughs> you, know my, you know I like my Calvados wash. Ah, very nice, yeah, okay. <laughs> And what will you be having on your table at Christmas? Well, definitely the Calvados wash, well, wash camembert and Stilton, good cheddar and probably a Montdor as well. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, it's that time of year. It is that time of year. Will you be baking your Montdor or are you just going straight just in? Going straight in. Hello and welcome to the Fine Food Podcast with me, Sam Wilkin. This time it's a bit of a Christmas special, a bit of a look at retail at this time of year. What does it take to get that beautiful piece of Stilton to your Christmas table? I went to Muswell Hill to speak to Morgan McGlynn of Cheeses of Muswell Hill. You'll know her from Sunday Brunch and various other television programmes, but she runs a really successful cheese shop in North London. So join me as I go to Muswell Hill for the Fine Food Podcast. to the famous St. James Church and this is Waters Green and then you've got the outside of the shop which is really really old curved glass Edwardian front we have huge nutcrackers for Christmas and where do they live for the rest of the year? so they live in our storeroom um, but they come <laughs> home with me on Christmas day so okay, we nice. have to carry these back <laughs> and then if you come in we're in we're split into kind of two sides where we've got a barber next door and then this so window's just full of all of our Christmas treats and trees and Hampers, champagne, Hampers, cheese, yeah. cheese. And this happens all day. People take pictures in the nutcracker. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. And then if you come in, you've got a taster of... This is a cheddar that was this made. This is your baking. cheddar? Yeah. So this is really yummy. This is one of the flavoured ones. We've actually got the mature one inside as well. Bit of cranberry going on in there. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. quite yummy. Very Christmassy. Then another nutcracker protecting us. Yeah. Um, and then this is the kind of grab section so once you've got your cheese you can come along and get pickles lots of chocolates honeycomb mm -hmm. fig balls and then you've got some like naughty things like gin balls santas all that sort of stuff and this is my little sister hello who's finally showed there's up no to camera work. so you don't need to hide <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah so she's a force to be recommended um so she's just been shopping instead right. of working this morning good good yeah well it's probably your present surely so that's <laughs> oh all right. no definitely not okay. um no <laughs> yeah so you've got a few of our favorite um kind of suppliers on the wall yeah we sent her some more of that and then huge decorations everywhere it's and are these your hamper top. boxes at the top they are, here they yeah. are a kind of a, a blue cheese print yes so really they nice. go out to um, the online orders so those kind of Christmas peak you've got about 350 of those boxes piled outside the shop for DPD right um, so that's what we do in the night in here and then yeah and then you can go down and then the cheese got, counter we've yeah. got a, a customer what are they buying there? They're just tasting some... Delice de Boulogne. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Just whispering about what you're trying. How is it? <laughs> delicious. Is it there lovely? we go. It's delicious. So Morgan can pick a good cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment you've got not very much cheese, but in about a week's time we'll have about 380 cheeses in here, varieties. So you get all the French individuals, you get lots of the British... So it will start going crazy. So that's interesting because some places would 
kind of uh, focus their offer to make their life a bit easier. Yeah. But no. actually, you're talking about expanding it so there's something oh, yeah. for everybody. I mean, if we were bigger, we would have every cheese in the World Cheese Awards, I'm sure, because mm. it's not only about what we love, it's other people as well. Mm. So... For us, it would be very difficult for us to get it down to anything but that, because they're our favourite. So we are in the heart of Muswell Hill, um, in my tiny little cheese shop um, that I've had for 11 years now. And we were just talking about how this all came about, because Cheese of Muswell Hill as, as, a, as a business existed, yeah. predates you. Yes, so 40 years, coming up to in January, and um, I was born on the road behind, like I was saying, so I've lived in Muswell Hill my whole life, and I'm a real home bunny, so I never left. Um, so when I got a Saturday job, it was natural that I'd get some in Muswell Hill so I was at university studying graphic design and yeah the shop was a little bit I'd say a tiny tiny bit unloved and I kind of fell in love with it and thought I could do a lot with it but at 20 it was a huge kind of jump so just basically learning about the shop the clientele customers and then slowly you know speaking to suppliers because that's the most important thing mm. starting a relationship with the cheesemakers and then as soon as I realized that that was this kind of business that you had that immediate connection with the people that were making the product then I started to have a huge interest in it because I don't know about you but there's not very many businesses where you have that you know unless you're a butcher or a fishmonger mm. or a cheesemonger well, you're dealing with people well I think and, and I would argue even that that you know, cheese is different again because you're actually dealing with people who physically make something yeah. with their hands, Which you know. Which is amazing. Yeah. And also the fact that it's so different, you know, yes, you do get a Montgomery that comes in pretty similar to each other, but they do change and they get better and then they're maybe not so good, but that's the nature of it and I wouldn't want it any other way. And I like the fact that we could taste something on a Tuesday and on Saturday we could say, this came from here, this was made at this time, and we think this is particularly good because it's maybe a bit nuttier than the last one you had. So that just interested me so much because I love that connection of knowing where your food comes from, knowing who's made it, knowing that there was like love in it, I think, because that it is, it's, it's sweat and tears and love that's gone into something that, yes, normally you would sit down and be like, oh, I fancy a bit of cheddar. But it's completely different because Jamie's made it and Jamie's grandfather, do you know, there's mm -hmm. this huge story behind it. And do you it. find that your customers, when they come in, they, they, I always think a piece of cheese tastes different after you know about yeah. all of that. You, yeah, you've definitely. got the, it's got, it's a richer somehow. Yeah, like Nerve Chatel, you know, it's cute. It's a nice cheese. It's probably no different to a brie. But the fact that the farmhouse wives used to make it for the English soldiers in the war because they wanted to win their hearts, I just think, there, it's a different cheese now. Every time I think of it, I think of like a little farmhouse girl. They were at war and they were doing it as a gesture of love. And they say that there were so many marriages born out of that cheese. When you think about that, that's like the most romantic thing ever. Mm. You know, it really is. It's a film. But it's, and I think that's what I love. I spoke briefly to um, Carlos Yescas at the World Cheese oh, Awards, yes, and he yeah. was he was saying to me about, you know, the idea of how cheese can, you know, influence economies and yeah. the way agriculture is done. And you know, this was specific to the World Cheese Awards. Mm. You know, and and in a sense, you know, if somebody hits with a good story and hopefully a delicious product yeah. as well oh, of course, yeah. it can change their fortunes and can change their yeah. lifestyle I suppose and I, I think the best time of year for that to really kick in is 
right now. Yeah, this so. is where you kind of see customers that you don't see all year round, which is fine. And we have accepted that we're a seasonal business and we do have our customers that come in every day. But you have those people that it's such a big treat. Either you've been dieting all year or, you know, maybe you can't afford to have a really fancy cheese board. But at Christmas, everyone seems to come down to this level of, I deserve a treat. You know, it's a time where you spend it with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and you want to probably give them the best thing possible and turn around and say, oh, do you know, I went to that fancy little shop or, you know, I went there and got a treat. And we find that people come in so excited. First of all, to stand in the queue and get a brandy and a mulled wine, it becomes almost part of a tradition. Mm. But secondly, to come in and get something that maybe their cousins are coming from God knows where, and it's like, oh, that shop you know, the Muswell Hill shop where you get some of the brew from there. And, mm. and I'm sure it's the same with the other cheese shops in London that you get this lovely tradition that starts and you see these faces and yes, I only see them once a year and I'd love to see them every weekend, so with my bank. But <laughs> the point is that you see them and it's lovely and things change in a year. And I think for us, the most exciting thing that happened was we have a queue outside and it's about, we'd say it's an hour long. So we, we fully plough people with booze and cheese as much as we can to keep them in the queue and you do see these lovely friendships forming and we had two of our clients come in um, I think he was about 75 she was 70 and they'd got married after meeting in the queue not and, really yeah really. really and we ju it just broke our hearts we were like we will never not have a queue like this is exactly what we want those kind That's of Christmas fantastic. story yeah there so, we are. That's a, that's a film there. That's yeah, a, where's Richard Curtis yeah, when you exactly. need him? <laughs> well, that's amazing. Let's go back again because yeah. actually we just start. We so you'd been a Saturday job at your yeah. local cheese shop. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bit down on its luck perhaps, and you had a, a sort of a spark of inspiration that actually that not graphic design. Yes. But but that cheese is what you wanted to do. Yeah, I think that I love graphics and I still do. And as I said to you, we have really good business cards and posters. Um, but I think that. Since a young age, I've always liked the feeling of having my own business or something that was mine. So maybe um, in other jobs, I didn't really like working for other people. I was quite rebellious. And so I liked the fact that anything I would do, if it was a success or it wasn't a success, it was on my shoulders. And I think that was really important to me that maybe having a business like this, it could have completely fallen on its face and it would have been a huge learning curve for me. Um, but it didn't and it's such a lovely feeling to come in here every day and think that I've built something like this and it's it's really special mm. so yeah yeah and it's so we're, we're actually sitting in a little back room <laughs> in the shop and we are what two two Saturdays three Saturdays including this one away yes. from Christmas yeah yeah um, and you know there's people being there's been a steady steady flow yeah, of people yeah. through and you can probably just make out in the background there's the Christmas music already yeah, on and uh, we're into the season now oh yeah this is it yeah yeah, yeah. so and, uh, this is kind of the calm before the storm I think so you're you're planning for the storm you're, yeah. you're, you're getting your orders in, you're saying yeah. next week? So next week, so we've had some of them in, but the big ones, so our French orders and the English orders, they would start coming in from next Monday onwards, um, and then it's trying to fit it in somewhere. Yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, the order days usually take us from, they come around six in the morning, and because we're so little, it would take us around 11 or 12 hours to unpack. So 
just because usually, of space and finding space. it, fitting it all in. Yeah, just wow. trying to find somewhere. And how many to go. you were saying? And a huge number of pallets, like pallets. We're not pallets, talking boxes. Yeah. Pallets of cheese. Coming yeah, from so it's around fourteen next week. So that is serious. And we've got loads of photos of us actually climbing on top of them. So every year we climb to the top of the pallets and have a picture as like a staff photo. Yeah. And then half the breeze squished, or one or two of them is, but it's fine. And um, yeah, like round here, we're very lucky that we have a, a real presence with our customers and clients um, so they accept the fact that no one can walk down the street because the pallets go all the way into the road you know it's really naughty but we just have to kind of but again that's part of that Christmas tradition yeah. to a degree if I people mean... see us unpacking they like it I mean for us it's very important Jessica as you can see serving now but she will know most customers coming in on a daily basis me my sister we know them all the uh, doctor that delivered me as a baby still comes in every week from Montgomery and Bree you know he's here every Tuesday so you know it's a lovely feeling to know that you're not going to walk in one day and it's not busy um, but they're very understanding as well that we take up loads of room we have snow machines and we have carol singers and string quartets outside so it's a big show I mean it's Huge. not and that I think that is something that I find really interesting about your business but yeah. also you in as an individual as well is that there's clearly a very crisp understanding of how this business shows itself to the world and actually you and, yeah. and your face and actually the media side of things of what yeah. you do is a big part of that yeah and I think when you're this little you have to shout loud you know we you could probably walk down the street and not see us and um, we have people coming in and they ring us on the phone and they can't find the shop so we have to make sure that you know this is the cheese shop this is where we are and come and visit and maybe try something or mm. you know because it's it's weird people live here their whole life and they may not know and it's been here 40 years yeah so I think the louder you shout the kind of and if you've not been here it's a it's a I mean it's such <laughs> tiny. a it's tiny but it's it's a real classic yeah. shop front it's got that beautiful curved window with the glass that looks like it's original and, yeah yeah I mean, this is an Edwardian shop so there's been here for 130 years I think right so before it was a tailor um, and then us so it's it's just lovely it's kind of a really nice little cove in Muswell Hill we were talking beforehand a little bit and I think it's quite good for customers to know because obviously so your cust the customer's experience is on on christmas eve for example they'll yes. come there's a long queue but there's a choir and there's some brandy there's some yeah, pies yeah. there's cheese there's all this lovely stuff yeah what does it take on the other side of the counter to get that there to get <laughs> to get this beautifully kept delicious bit of stilton to yeah. their table well i think um first of all we do we like a tipple so that would be one of the things <laughs> we are not shy of opening a bottle of champagne in the evening for no reason um but for us we have i'm very very lucky in that Yes, it's me, and I am a woman who was 20 years old in quite a male-dominated industry when I came in. And so forever, um, we've only employed women. So we have a women-only business, and it kind of works, you'll realise, because we are very little, so there's a lot of squishing by and pushing and things. So we have my sister, who is obviously very loyal, she has to be, and then we've got Jessica, who um, is our manager, so she's fantastic and smiley and lovely. And you've got, as well as that, four other girls. And we have a relationship outside of work. We're all friends. We have mutual understanding. So we hurry together and we basically pull it out the bag somehow. We have no idea. You know, I start at five in the morning, get the shop ready. We serve from nine till six um, when we can get the queue down. And then six till, say, two or three in the morning, we do pre-orders. 
So it is this kind of mad Christmas blur, but it's so fantastic and it's, you kind of forget it, you know, it feels pretty exhausting at the time, but when you get to Christmas Day, you're like, wow, the adrenaline has just got you through. Mm. The fact that you're seeing that many people and that we're this tiny, that we get that many clients come in, mm. um, it's amazing. But it's it's hard work. Yeah, you know? and, and in amongst all of this, you're filming Sunday brunch and you're filming with Jamie Oliver. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing all these things because it's interesting. You said that it, you know you started as twenty year old in a very male dominated industry. Definitely, yeah. Have you very consciously built a business sort of in your own image, if you like, and yeah. and taken decisions that are not, you know, willfully not not the norm? Yeah. Well, I think that first of all, I was perceived as who is this. 20 year old like who the hell and I came along and I was like well no I'm, I'm selling this and I'm doing this and yeah we are going to give out tasters every single day and these are decisions that probably in a business world they'd be like oh easy wait a minute um, but I think I had to make my own stamp and I think by doing that we've kind of had this really lovely organic growth from it because at the beginning I had people that were supporting me like Nigel Slater you know I'd only had the shop for a year when he did the show with me then Paul Hollywood so we were being picked up by these amazing people that supported us and then when that happened I think other people took notice and they're a bit like oh yeah you know, cheese and muzzle hill because well, it's shop. interesting you speak to cheesemongers and they'll you know it's almost a and I spent a bit of time at Neil's yard and then I did a couple yeah. of years at Paxton's <laughs> and, and 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 you can see that in the way that they yeah, approach yeah. cheese in general and yeah. you know both those places do things brilliantly and yes. absolutely you know, have their place at the top yeah, of the yeah. industry. I think it's a pretty amazing step to go as a 20-year-old. Yeah. What gave you that? Was it just driven by passion? or? I think that I just really, it was love, that I fell in love with the fact that people coming in, the clients were the huge thing for me because this is where I come from. This is my home. Um, this is where I was brought up. And these people coming in every week and supporting this teeny business, like, that they didn't have to, you know. And then the fact that we had these farmers that were producing this amazing product. But yet it wasn't being, you know, I found that previously it would be Montgomery's the best, have that. Well, no, actually, wait a minute. Like, there's, you know, three or four others that are pretty amazing. And why don't you try all of them? Because, you know, it's not here, I wasn't here to kind of, obviously we had a bottom line but at the same time I was 20 years old and I knew all this about cheese and nobody else did my friends were all like oh this is a bit weird you know like yeah she's got a cheese shop like it's really <laughs> odd you know I'd gone from being like an O2 angel and doing this right. hosting and maybe a little bit more grandmas to being a cheesemonger and carrying a Montgomery in through the mud I just smelled like cheese every night and there was a little bit of kind of like what is she up to um but with that came this wave of young foodies. And halfway through my business, I bought the business in a recession. So literally there was so many people saying, what are you doing? And there was a lot of me having to prove that, no, actually, wait a minute, this will work. You know, and it's my, I have to make this work. Do you think that's quite naturally come out of that, that, that economic period, though? Because I've talked to other people about the concept that rather than people becoming much more kind of uh, like not spending money yeah, frugal, on things yeah. frugal yeah. thank you that's the word <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, they're now much more discerning about where they spend their money so if yeah. they are going to spend money they will spend it on something that is that they know to be delicious and yeah. they know has that heritage and narrative and, and do you think in a funny sort of way that was actually just good good timing for a business well, like yours I think yours? so but also I think we went from 
my age of where we used to go out on a Friday and Saturday on, on every single weekend you know that was a given that we would be out and we'd have a great time and on Sunday you'd go off to the local cafe and have you know read the paper and that was the meal you were interested in you know the hungover full English but now you've got this generation of Netflix and chill and it is very different you know going out is a big deal so if you go out, you're going to spend a lot probably and you're going to have a big night mm. and it's out-out, isn't it? You're mm, going mm. properly. So the local pub thing is still going on, but you don't have that out every weekend. People will have people around to their house and cook dinner. And that's the mid-twenties, like my mm. sister. They have dinner parties. I'm like, what is this? So people will stay in and they'll come in and we get like 22-year-olds coming in and they're like, oh, I want to do a cheese board. I've heard you do the Rosemary Manchego. I'm like... Oh, who are these people? Wow. We've got the North London Cheese Club who come in here. I think they've got like 25 members now. <laughs> they come in and they do a competition. Right. They tag us in the videos, these drunken videos all night of them like voting at 11 o'clock at night who's got the best cheese. Right. And they do all these different games. And I think, go you. Like, this is just another generation of maybe beer pong, but it's yeah. like cheese. <laughs> cheese pong. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. I just think it's fab. And we just have a lot of that. And I love the fact that people people are trying new things mm. people don't stick to the norm anymore there's none of this kind of like oh should I have a mature cheddar it's like no do you know what I'll try your chocolate blue cheese or you know what? I'm going to give the blue brain a go mm. which looks like you know a blue brain yeah, yeah. A blue brain. yeah. Um, and we've also got a younger generation of children coming in which is really strange you know these kids saying oh mum I want the brewery truffles and it's like wow gosh like, that's quite yeah, a sophisticated palette yeah and it's fab it's and all to it's all to the good though I mean it's definitely. great for you know I guess the world of fine food in general is yeah. that you know you've got your consumers coming into it who are you know they're discerning and that they want they want delicious things yeah. but they're also willing to pay for it yeah, as well which, which is, is amazing and the fact that I think the fact that we offer so many tastings so you can see outside mm. today we've got two we keep them pretty full but tasters so the kids can come by and they try something and maybe in a few days time they'll come in and say oh you had a bath sheep's cheese out and my little boy tried it and he loves it I just think that's amazing yeah. you know that's yeah. exactly what you want so so we, 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 we've got Christmas Christmas yeah. is, is here I'm, is, I mean yeah, you managed coming. to fit me in today thank <laughs> you I really appreciate that I know how busy you are um, and then Christmas will come and go in a, yes. in a crazy blur yeah What's next? What's 2019 looking like for so, you guys? So January, we're going to take a little break, which is the girls do spa days and we do our Christmas party a bit later because we don't have time. Um, and then I have got a book coming out in March. It's called The Cheesemaker's Guide and it's actually about making cheese. So my favourite cheesemakers from around the world and people that have influenced me to make cheese at home. Um, so it's got lots of that and it's got my own cheese recipes. So things that obviously naturally we have the best produce in the world and it's the best ingredient you can create any dinner as long as you add a good cheese so it's lots of recipes from my family and me um, that you can maybe sit down and make a paneer cheese in the morning and by the evening you could do a paneer curry which I love that feeling of everything is done by you you know yeah. you can create the cheese eat it all in one go and I just think it's fab so yeah that's coming out in March and then there's lots of kind of stuff leading up to that and we're doing little bits and bobs with people yeah. along the way well look I think maybe uh, I'm going to let you jump behind the counter because yeah. it's getting busier yeah. uh, but look thank you Morgan it's really lovely to meet you thank you very much 
McGlynn of Cheeses of Muswell Hill two weeks before Christmas sounding remarkably relaxed. Um, when you listen to this podcast, uh, everybody involved with cheese and hospitality in general will be in the thick of it. So spare a thought for your friendly local cheesemonger when you're tucking into your beautiful piece of Stilton on Christmas Day. Thank you to uh, everybody who's downloaded, subscribed and listened to the Fine Food Podcast this year. We'll be continuing in 2019 and we will be looking into lots of other different areas of fine food and drink uh, with a few little surprises along the way. So stay tuned for the Fine Food Podcast in 2019. The Fine Food Podcast is produced by Sellerman and Michael Lane of Fine Food Digest. It's presented and edited by Sam Wilkin. If you want to know more about the Guild of Fine Food, go to gff.co.uk and check out Sellerman at Sellerman Sam on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh, ooh, ooh.